What's up, everybody? My name is Noah Hiles. And I'm Michael Gar. And you're listening to the inaugural episode, the first one ever, of Underpaid and Overrated. And it took a while for us to get that Same one right that because yeah. uh, my co-host here, Mike Gar, whose idea it was, it was his idea to have this podcast, uh, he, se- he seemingly cannot get the name right. I can't get the name right. Well, you came up with a very I good did. name. And I know, I'm not knocking it, but it's a little uh, confusing just to get the right order and the right yeah. uh, mentality. We are very overrated, and we're very underpaid. So we're but underpaid, underpaid, underpaid goes first. first. <laughs> but we're underpaid first. Emphasis on underpaid. underpaid yes. And then overrated. they can determine how overrated we are. But we are overrated. So basically, uh, not to get too far into it, but uh, the way this got set up, uh, Mike and I worked together, and... Um, you know, normally he actually trained me to kind of do his uh, shift. I'm like a substitute teacher in his field of work. And uh, so we train together. And um, normally, like when I'm leaving, he's coming in. So we'll make small talk. And uh, we got to know each other over the last couple of years. We have similar interests in sports, pop culture, comedy. And uh, so he proposed to me via podcast, <laughs> which is like, you know, essentially we're millennial married. We are. Uh, well, and you said yes instantly. I, I was did. very, uh, it was over text, and I was yeah. nervous about that. Yeah. I, I thought maybe that Another was a little lazy on my you part. You texted me if I wanted to do a podcast with you. That's about as That's, millennial as it You're right, gets. you're right. I didn't, I didn't even have to get down on one knee no. or anything like that. But yeah, you said yes, you were excited about the idea, so hopefully uh, this is a, the beginning of a, of a cool new thing. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to dive right into it. I think we picked a perfect time to uh, have our first episode, being that the biggest event in the nation happened last night the yeah. super bowl and uh quite frankly it sucked it i did. mean it, it really did um so i guess we'll just start off by breaking down the game i don't really want to get too far in the x's and o's but i woke up this morning thinking like was all of that hype really did all of that hype really boil down to the rams scoring three points and tom brady only leading the Patriots for one touchdown. Yeah. Was that really Late it? In the fourth quarter, yeah. too. Um, yeah, it just... If you're a defensive freak and you you know, you know like good low-scoring games, that's fine. I yeah. mean, maybe it was an okay game, but still, it just seemed like... It was a lot of puns. It wasn't even turnovers. Yeah, you that's... Know? When I think of a defensive game, I don't necessarily think of, like, three to nothing. Yeah. That's a bad football game. Yeah. It's not like hockey where, you know... Like you, ha- a one to nothing game can be like two goaltenders just being incredible. Right. This was a case of just like you said, a lot of poor execution on offense. A lot of punts. I a lot of punts. Oh, I actually had a bet. Uh, it was that the Patriots and the Rams would finish with the same amount of punts. So t- I was very on edge throughout the entire <laughs> game. It fi- if the final tally was seven to five, uh, uh, Los Angeles, and they were never really close. Because New England early on, they had that interception, and they had a missed field goal, where the Rams punted every single time aside from their field goal and their missed field goal. Was and that, then they had an interception as well, I would guess. Would that have been but, a nice payout? Oh, yeah. It was like plus 400 or something. Oh so, yeah, I was, I was pretty excited. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, like there, there was one interception on each side, but neither of them – I guess the Patriots one kind of be, was the beginning of the end of the game. And the first interception was on the first possession, so first throw. it was it was like holy cow, you know Tom Brady might not have it or whatever. But neither one of them were like you know returned for a touchdown or huge ones that I'll remember fifteen years from now. There weren't a lot of sacks either. Uh, I mean there 
were, I mean, Goff was running for his life the whole game, and Brady was yeah. not really comfortable either. Yeah. But there isn't much that I'll remember from this Super Bowl looking back on it. I'll remember Julian Edelman had a good game. I'll remember that one throw to Gronk, and uh, <laughs> that's about it. Oh, yeah, the, near the end of the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'll remember Edelman. Um, I, I, it seemed like every – and the Rams just didn't pick it up. It seemed like every third and long he had 20 yards of he space was wide around open. him. He was wide open. It was ridiculous. Uh, so a very deserving MVP from him. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the defensive guy that had the pick? What was his name? Oh, man, it was Michael – Oh boy! This good radio. Good, good sports expert. Well, anyway, I thought he uh, Stephon Gilmore, not Michael, not, not Michael. Yeah, Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore. He, yeah. Yeah, I thought he deserved. Uh, I thought he could have been a good MVP candidate. He was like candidate. second on the team in tackles, was he not? Yeah, yeah he had five. Five tackles. Yeah, the pick. Really, kind of the the one that sealed the deal. Yeah, but I th- I thought also but did, if didn't. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Sony Michelle finished with a hundred yards on the ground yeah. and a touchdown. Yeah. I thought maybe give it to him. Uh, but no, I, I think Edelman was the MVP for a long part of the game. He had more yards himself than the Rams had as a team. Yeah. So, and I think if you take Edelman out of that game, I don't know if either team scores a touchdown. Right. I, I mean, I know that 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 Patriots touchdown was aided heavily by that Gronk catch, but for the most part, I mean, it was it was really Julian Edelman and. Uh, Great plays made in the secondary by both teams. It was interesting, too. They uh, The Patriots got across the 50-yard line, I think, every possession in the first mm-hmm. half, and they still never managed to get into the red zone. I think the first red zone trip was in the fourth quarter that passed to Gronk when they got down to the two-yard line. Uh, so I thought the defense was good, I, but, yeah, I thought it was just kind of boring. And that's exactly it. Or I think people who look at a defensive game, I was kind of getting at this in the beginning – I don't look at that as a three nothing. Like I remember, remember the Ravens Steelers games. Yeah. Like the big ones with like Paul Molu and Ed Reed and Heinz Ward and all those guys. Those games were never like nine to three. They were like twenty to fourteen. Yeah. Like twenty six twenty. You need games, a couple touchdowns to to build the emphasis. If if Cooks would have caught that pass and tied the game at ten. Yeah. Then we would have had a little bit of a game. But when there is nothing for you to get excited about, when it's a whole bunch of incomplete passes, that's not fun. I need, you need a little bit of points to make the defense seem at least like they're being challenged, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Also, the play that you mentioned, uh, Brandon Cooks, what, in the back of the yeah. end zone, McCourty. I think that's a play you're going to remember. Yeah, the ground he covered yeah. on that. He, they, yeah. Someone showed a screenshot on Twitter of where he was when like the ball, when the ball uh, was thrown or something. And to make up that kind of ground it was looked, insane. Yeah, it, it, it's like the similar thing where they sit in baseball broadcasts yeah. when like Mike Trout They'll oh, yeah, show, they, like, his path to, track, a, like, a, yeah. a warning track yeah. catch or something, like yeah. how much ground they covered in such yeah. a short amount of time. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. I think Cook still should have caught that ball. He actually probably dropped two important probably, ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was our overall takeaway from the game. Uh, it sucks to see the Patriots win, for there me, anyway. Worse. There have been worse, though. Do you, would you put it? I would put that in my, I mean, people five. don't recognize, like, how bad the quality of Super Bowls were for, like, the first ten of them. There was one, and, like, the, it was like the Colts, Cowboys, or something. There was a total of like nine turnovers yeah. or something, and so like that one stunk. I mean, everyone talks about Super Bowl three with Joe Namath. That game stunk. Uh, a lot of them. There was not really a very competitive Super Bowl till like Super Bowl twelve 
when that was like Steelers Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And that one for a while was like, wow. And then people start throwing the ball a little bit more. And then like the 80s come in with the Montana Super Bowls right. and then the 90s. And then in the last, you know, 20 years, we've had a lot of good Super Bowls. But before that, I mean, there's been a lot of bad Super Bowls. I, uh, recent memory, I think Super Bowl 40 with the Steelers and Seahawks, I think that's worse. No. Honestly, you don't think so. I, think I mean, I'm, obviously I'm biased, but here's the thing. There there's, a story, there's a storyline from that game. Okay. The storyline is, yes, the refs. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, there's a storyline. There's Bettis getting the, you know, and uh, what, what you're other... you're a Steelers st- fan, how big of a storyline is that? Bettis I think, thing? I mean, it's a Hall of Fame because running back, ending his professional career in his hometown. But do you care about Michael Strahan? Uh, ending his career, uh, I think. After yeah, I think that I you mean, can look at those Super Bowls and remember, like that was Peyton Manning. That game stunk too. Yeah, but Peyton Manning left on top that game. Bettis left on top that game. Yeah. If Gronk retires, maybe we'll have that with this but game. Bettis had what, like five carries in that game? Yeah, but I mean, it was still just like the legacy being in Detroit and yeah. everything. The Steelers were also a six seed. You know, yeah, three straight road wins. I think, I think those that three road wins were, the much were they were very good games. I think the story came to like complete here, where like. The Patriots winning, I mean, I, yeah, they tied Sixburg. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, like, the big takeaway from that. But this didn't really, for me, do anything to boost Tom Brady's re- legacy. Yeah. Like, cool. I, I mean, I already consider him the best of all time. Now, he, I guess he's tied with Jordan in rings, and that's that's something. Trails, uh, Robert Horry. Yes. Robert Horry, excuse Horry, me. yeah. <laughs> and so that's – there's no story. There's no takeaway. I look at all of these games – and the biggest takeaway for me from this one was just how disappointed I was in the Rams' offense. That's what I'll look back on this game and remember. It was Julian Edelman played well. The Rams did not. And the worst Super Bowl, I would say, before this one was when uh, Denver got blown out by Seattle. That was a bad one. But that one was neat for me because it was a display of defense by one side. I mean, the Legion of Boom just yeah. destroying Peyton Manning, who had yeah. a really good year that year. He had a safety on the first play. Right. He had Percy Harvin, who hadn't played all year. He came out, and he was, like, returning kicks for touchdowns. He had a rushing touchdown. I mean, there, were, there was action. I don't – I mean, there are maybe – like, we're really reaching when we're talking about iconic plays in the Super Bowl and we're talking about a pass breakup. Yeah. You know? On second down. Like, I, that's – I'll give you that. We're really reaching. I'll give you that. So, I just think – I guess Super Bowl forty for me, it was just the penalties, just the – again, just And that's also the, part of the story. Like, and people that's part can of the, say – like, right, that's part they, of the story. Then, but for me that – get in? Was that really offensive all, pass interference? All on? that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess for me it was just I liked the fact – I was rooting for Brady, and I wanted to see him hit this historic milestone. He, to me, he was already the best. Yeah. Um, so I, I can see why you – it would kind of be downplayed a little, but I still think for me, anytime the Patriots win for the next, however many years, however long those two play, I think it just adds to an already incredible story. We're never going to see a dynasty like this, but this, this to me, and it may have not been the most exciting thing, but it's still another cool chapter. I think it's intriguing. We've also been spoiled because every Super Bowl the Patriots have been in barring Super Bowl 20, where they got crushed by the Chicago bears. Every other one of them, they've been incredible games, yeah. win or lose. The two losses to the Giants, both very good games. Last year when they lost to the Eagles was a great game, and every one that they've won came down to a field goal or a late drive, something yeah. along those lines. You know, one of them was an overtime, obviously. So this one, while it was tied in the fourth quarter, it wasn't like, Tom, you got to do something special. Granted, when they needed to score a touchdown – 
he got his shit together and, you know, they made a big throw and they ran the ball in with the rookie quarterback from the one-yard line. Yeah. But there wasn't really – that was the biggest Brady moment. And that, that, that didn't feel to me like a Tom Brady Super Bowl, if Fair that not. makes sense. So even if you're going by that logic, that, that yeah. to me wasn't like – that's not one I'm going to look back and tell my kids, like, you that's need fair. to watch this one because he I'll was – yeah. So something that uh, was far more polarizing than the public opinion of the game was the opinion of commercials. Yes, Some people really like them. A lot of people also have said they did not like them. I personally, Mike, I, I wasn't that upset with them. I thought there were some really good ones. I thought there were some not-so-great ones. I thought they were okay. I was at a party um, for the first half, and quite frankly, we, there were a bunch of TVs, but a lot of people were talking, and we couldn't hear... Um, a lot of the commercials. Yeah. So I was struggling to get a feel for what I liked, what I didn't like. I was really just focused on how many brownies yeah. I could consume in, okay. in one half. And, um, yeah, there were a couple that stood out to me in the second half because we, my friends and I, we drove back uh, to our apartment, and we were able to hear the second half commercials. The one that stood out to me was that Andy Warhol Burger King commercial. All right. True garbage. I'm just, I was so fascinated by it. It wasn't offensive or anything like that. But it just really it stuck with me. Why? I didn't. First of all, I didn't even know it was Andy Warhol. I knew Someone it was had Andy Warhol. I, I so I'm embarrassed by that. No, I, I guess mean, I, I knew it because I was watching with my dad, and he goes like, "Oh, Andy Warhol." And I I thought maybe it was him because yeah. there was the Heinz ketchup bottle, and it was a weird guy with, with glasses. But I don't know why Andy Warhol is the is the face just, of Burger King yeah. now. I didn't get that. <laughs> is there any significance that we're missing? Like, is it the anniversary of his death? I don't know. Is it? I just I could tell it was an old commercial, uh, judging just by the way the footage looked and everything, and he pissed me off to a level that I didn't know existed last well, night. When he thing. took off the bun, yes. he took off that bun, and he goes for the ketchup, and I'm thinking, okay, he's going to put it on the, on the burger itself. No, he goes to the side, and he puts ketchup on the side. What the hell are you thinking, Andy? That, oh Boy. my god. I'd punch him right in the face if I was sitting yeah. next to him. Boy, this ain't au jus. This ain't French dip. Yeah. You ain't at Arby's. Yeah. No, my thing is, I felt like when I originally saw it, I was wondering, are they trying to bring back like a classic Super Bowl commercial? Yeah. That's what I got the feel. Like, like it'd a be, Green. Yeah, like a Mijo Green Coke or yeah. like Apple doing the, you yeah. know, 1984. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, is this like a classic thing yeah. that they're going to try to like redo? And... It's I don't know if it was or not. Like, I don't I don't, where the fuck did they get that footage? <laughs> I don't know, but thankfully I wasn't alive when that actually debuted because then I'd be... I almost, we almost want to go throw Whoppers at the Andy Warhol yeah, Museum. And that, that's the other thing. It didn't even look like a Whopper. I don't know what Whoppers looked like back in the day, but there was yeah. no... It, Probably. Whoppers have sesame seed buns. That yeah. was a plain Whoa. bun. That was a plain bun. Whoa, you're, you're very woke on I'm this. I'm a very big Burger King fan, and I get a lot of heat for it. Oh, yeah. Um, but I like great. Burger King, and I see, there we go again. I No, I'm a big BK guy, but this this hurt. This made me upset. I was embarrassed, quite frankly. Okay. And now I don't know if I can really go about bragging that I like Burger King. Okay. Well, pissed me off. And he, the way he dipped it in the ketchup, that like was it was wild. just a light dip. Yeah. Like it barely got anything on the bun. And he took a bite and he looked around like, yeah, this is this is a normal thing. I think that. What the hell is your problem? Here's my thing. Sorry. I think I Burger King had a off. very successful commercial with that because you're, you're, you're yeah. 
pissed I am. right now. Yeah, it made an impact. I'll give him yeah. that. I'll give him that. You're talking about Burger King today. You're not talking about McDonald's. You're right. You're not talking about Wendy's right. or Arby's. They did a good so job. So Burger King, Man, I wish they Burger King just I, dunked on your I bitch ass. Were, I, wish they, <laughs> I wish they were nicer, though. I wish they were nicer. All right. So ones that I – you want to do liked or did not like? Oh, there was another one I didn't like. but you What do you can, got? Oh, well, so the one that I didn't like was the first one. Okay. Seltzer water. That's who we're batting lead off for the <laughs> biggest fucking TV event on the earth. Let's make it a comeback. Millennials. Sele- or seltzer water. Yeah. And it wasn't even White Claw. That's the only one that I know. But it's these women, and they're drinking seltzer water, which is fine. Do you? Yeah. And But then they're, like, getting the approval of sharks. I'm just thinking, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the hell is this? Yeah. What what? I- and I just want to know, like, the first one's never really good. I, I can't remember very, the last time. Very rarely. Very rare. Yeah. Yeah. And because and it's always like so annoying because I feel like that's the one everyone's focused on. It's, Shh, yeah. it's the commercials. <laughs> but now, it's like that was what we. Some, what, yeah, some guy who's not a football fan at all, yeah. just like coming to the party just for the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> like, yelling at everyone. And then I feel like that set a tone for the game. <laughs> like just like yeah. incredibly well, were, seltzer uh, water, like what yeah. the fuck is it? And then like the sharks and everything, I just didn't get it. It felt like well, that's what most commercials are, though. That you don't you don't understand what they are what really marketing. About. Yeah, there are lo- there were a lot of commercials that had made no sense. I was like, wait, what? There was oh man, I there was one commercial. Um, remember the commercial? It was, it was later in the game. It was second half, and it was this woman. It was promoting a beer, and she would like talk into two microphones. That was Michelob Ultra. That was the worst one of the night. Yeah, and she she just kept whispering. Yes, that was back and forth into each mic. That was tough. As a I drink Michelob Ultra. I'm trying to you know slim down a little bit. I was embarrassed. (laughs) I I had your Burger King embarrassment right there. uh, The other thing was um, the thing I didn't like about that is I won't see Burger King. I'll remember that. I won't. Michelob Ultra? I didn't know it was Michelob Ultra. I was just so upset. About how she was whispering. Yeah, into two microphones. Why are you whispering into a microphone? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I didn't like that. There was was another one which I thought was funny because it was was the... And this part I didn't think was funny. It was like the uh, person who got rescued by all the first responders. Yeah, it was the Chargers head coach. Yeah. And that's fine, you know. I mean, that's a good story, emotional, all that stuff. But then it, at the very end, it's the giant. It's a giant Verizon logo that pops up, like Verizon, like buy our phones or stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, what if there was like an animal adoption, like a really dark song and everything, and then all of a sudden Taco Bell, like <laughs> <laughs> open till three a.m. with late night stuff. I just yeah. thought that was ridiculous. It's just, but that's how it is nowadays. Yeah, it's you know? it's, it's very little about the actual product. <laughs> It's it's more about like make we're gonna make you laugh or we're gonna make, make you, cry. you cry. Another weird one that I thought was uh, Bumble. I saw this, and this was in the same here. commercial break as the seltzer water. So you already had a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, yes, which again would probably come from seltzer water. Yeah. Um, so Serena Williams, who I actually am a fan of, I, incredible athlete. I've never met anyone who isn't. Um. I mean, if you go down south far enough, I think you will. Uh, uh, so Serena Williams is endorsing Bumble, but the first like 
10 seconds of that commercial, they're talking, more women are working more than ever today. And it shows, like, women, you know, going to their corporate job. And then it shows, like, you know, Muslim women, like, standing up who are, like, you know, portrayed by the media as, like, weak and, you know, they don't have a say in their household. Whatever the thing is. And you're kind of wondering, you're like, okay, like, what? Where are we going with this? And then your first introduction to, to Bumble is on a tennis court on the little advertisement along the sideline. Yeah. And I just don't know. I, I mean, and I'm not anti-dating app. I actually met my girlfriend through a dating app. Humble yeah, Humble Brack. Shout out. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you floozies. Um, no, but like, and I'm not like anti-Bumble, like... It's a neat product. I know girls probably get creeped on a lot by sure. on like different social sure. media platforms. I like that you know this gives them an opportunity to to get creeped on some more. Yeah, no, like they bumble. The whole idea of Bumble is that is they that can they come after first you move. first, right? Yeah, they make the first move. And but it's like Serena, did you meet your husband on Bumble? Like, yeah. why are you on? Why why are you? It, it just had like I don't think the 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 whole message of women empowerment should be boiled down to you can slide into the DMs first. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're really, really underselling the whole, like, women power. And, like, if that's, like, the pinnacle of... Run on, run on I don't, president. On I, that, no, I mean, it was just, like, right you're really... Like, if I was, was if I was, like, a big feminist, which, I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm really not... I, I don't know. I don't know what to say <laughs> now. Anyway... <laughs> The point is, it wasn't a good commercial. It was not a good commercial. I felt like they tried to get way too serious. Like, it's a fucking dating app. Like, let's chill. Serena Williams, someone who's married and has kids, I don't know if that's a perfect person to be endorsing your your dating app. Right, there were certain things you can get serious about, like the the Washington Post commercial, I thought was... Interesting. I I thought it was kind of a good commercial. Here's the thing. People were bitching uh, them out on Twitter because they spent... 2.4 2.4 million oh. on that ad and they're like you could have used that to like you know actually like pay right. your journalists which yeah. you know but, you and I both probably have strong feelings on however Elon but Musk but when it's bumbled don't oh no. make it well no serious. I was going to say to defend the Washington Post they're owned not by they're owned by Bezos so that dude has more money than he knows what to do, do yeah. with. So like I think that yeah, he's just throwing money. I didn't mind that commercial. I thought it was a good commercial. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't mind that commercial. It's a kind of a but with Bumble like a dating app and you're it just to me I agree with you. I just I think you don't need to go that route. I think you can make it fun or whatever. Um, another one that popped in my head, the Michael Bublé bubbly. I, didn't I thought even that watch it. I thought that was garbage. I didn't see it. I heard it well, was good, bad. Good for you. All right, so let's move on uh, real quick. Give me two ones that you liked. Two ones that I did like. I like the. Um, you can write. You can take the ones that I have on what my are, list. Yeah. The, well, I think everyone liked the NFL 100. That I, was I awesome. see that on your list. That and was that's a good one. that's I think. Why the NFL will always be top dog is just because yeah. you get, you have those personalities and those storylines. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought the other one I liked. I thought the T-Mobile ones. There was a, a series of those, a string of yes. those, and I think all three of them were very good. Yes. Very light, but very they were short, uh, sweet short to the point. Exactly, and it it, like, and it hit. You weren't confused with the brand. Exactly, it you, was clear you understood. that it was a T-Mobile right. with the color and the phone and unlike everything. Unlike the uh, again, unlike the Verizon commercials where you're teary eyed yeah, because someone's no got idea. rescued and. So I liked, um, real quick, uh, some honorable mentions. I really liked uh, the Bud Light ones. I thought it was it was time for the Bud, but the Bud Knight to die. Are you a Game of Thrones? I'm fan? not a Game of Thrones fan, but I do appreciate the collaboration of culture. Yeah. Bud Light, Super Bowl commercial powerhouse, Game of Thrones, most popular television show out there right now. Yeah. 
It's like seeing the Avengers. Yeah. And you know, so, of uh, corn syrup. And corn syrup. And that was like, big, I loved the, the flex of, like, we will put our competition's brands in our commercial yeah. just to be like, yeah. we're better than you. Yeah. Like, that was a power move to its fullest. I loved it. Yeah. So I like both the Bud Light ones. Um, I thought the Hyundai one, where it was really early on, and it was Jason Bateman was in the... Uh, Oh, the elevator. And the ho- elevator. And I they're going down, and they're getting off. It's different levels of hell yeah. is what they're getting off at. And it's, like, inconvenient ones. Yeah. And uh, it's, like, car shopping, but then it turns out blah, blah, blah. I thought that was good. And, you know, you didn't know what that was for originally, but you remember it because of, like, the buildup for that. Uh, but to me... With using a big-time actor, too. I agree. If I agree. Right if you use them the right way. And so I would say my favorite one... That wasn't the NFL 100. Would be the one where the guys choking on. Yes. Oh, yeah. that was a great one. I forget that what car it was. It was Audi. Yeah. I believe. And uh, he's like in this barn, and you're kind of at first like I was very skeptical of it because yeah. I was like, who the hell has an Audi in the barn? Like, where are you gonna drive that, dude? Yeah. Like, they're all dirt roads probably. Yeah. And then he like wakes up from like the coma or whatever. Like the lady resuscitates him, and he's like in his office, like. That was that funny. was good, and to me, the best part of that was if you they do a wide shot, and there's one guy standing looking for a high five because <laughs> because the, his coworker is just had his life saved, and no one gives him the high five, and he looks around, and I thought that was just perfect, that really was, subtle, really that was you got to notice in the I didn't background, even notice that. yeah, I you got to go back. Yeah, because it is. It's not very noticeable, but if you look right at him and he's just like looking around for a high five, and that was, I thought it was good. So yes, good call there. Um, and then the Planters one with where you saw, who was it? There was A Rod, and there was someone before uh, A Rod. They were in a car together. I can't remember. That I can't one. remember I it either. I but I, I remember laughing during it. Yeah. But it must not have been that great because <laughs> yeah, it could have been something else. I could guess. Have, yeah, it could have <laughs> been something. Someone, some relative told you a joke or something. Like yeah. That. All right. But anyway, so yeah, those are our takeaways. Oh, but there's always, yeah, there's always so much heat towards commercials. Some of them are good. I think. Yeah. I think everyone just kind of goes in with a really poor attitude, and I think some of them, uh, you know, are they pull them off. For me, yeah, it's all about making me connect with it. And if I can remember your product the next day, yeah. it was successful. Yeah. Um, like for like movie trailers and stuff, like people like unless if it's like Star Wars or uh, something. Movie trailers, I don't. Yeah, yeah. movie trailers. If we're grading on a scale of one to ten, that's always going to be a five because yeah. I'll see that movie trailer any other day. And a million different places. Yeah, I'll be more focused on. Yes, it. I can and watch that on YouTube. Exactly, right? and uh, these commercials. Some of these are going to be one and dones. Yeah, and I want to make sure they're funny. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll move on now. That concludes our Super Bowl talk here. So now we're going to get into, uh, we both work in the news media. We do. Technically. And, um, <laughs> technically, technically <laughs> we're going to break it down. Uh, and for, for you, won't I don't know. Won't be seeing on any uh, Washington Post commercials you anytime won't be, soon. You won't be. But, That's the way we'll put it. Uh, but for me, I get a lot of my news through Twitter. I, yeah. I, it's, it's almost like the number one place to go That's for now, breaking at. news. Um, so we're going to try to have at least one Twitter news story of every episode. And I think yesterday, if it wasn't the Super Bowl, the main thing people were talking about was 21 Savage getting deported. Okay. 21 Savage got deported back to the United Kingdom on, uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And this came at a perfect time because, you know, the buildup before the Super Bowl, it's very kind of, 
boring, I guess you could say, because there's like all that pregame and you're watching it and you've heard all the stories for like two weeks now. You're just like, can we just get this show on the road? And like you got the food, maybe you're traveling somewhere, but like moments like this, there's always the one thing that happens before the Super Bowl. I think like the one year like Manziel went into rehab the day of the Super Bowl. There's always that one thing. And man, was this perfect for (laughs) Twitter.com. Well, I missed this. Okay. I, everyone talked about 21 Savage. I'm like, okay, something happened or whatever. So the best and part... I totally yeah. missed out, and I was left... I felt The left best out. part about this was not the fact that he got deported, obviously. That's sad. But this is a guy who claims to be, like, from the streets of Atlanta. Atlanta claims... It was just, Atlanta is, like, obviously a big, big yeah. player in the rap yeah. game. Yeah. Like, that's their boy. Right. That's their guy. And he, he doesn't have a British accent <laughs> or anything. So for him to come out as a British rapper that's been here illegally since 2006 is just the curveball of all yeah. curveballs. And, to, and to come out in a Super Bowl yes, in Atlanta, yes, where he claims to be from. Yes, and the Twitter memes did not disappoint. Yeah. The best since Bird Box came out. There was my yeah. personal favorites were uh, when Twenty One Savage says he's ha- has shooters on the way on the ready, and it's guys in red coats like yeah. <laughs> Revolutionary <laughs> War. I thought that was good. I thought they explained why he needs a twelve car garage and it's a double decker bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, there was one I liked, and uh, again, I didn't get it at the time, but it was. I guess one of his lyrics is something about five five or whatever. Yeah. And they look, and then the next picture is just the Queen of England's height, and it's five five. <laughs> Like, oh, so okay, there's really another one I liked. It was like these streets raised me, and it's a picture of like the Beatles walking on Ivory Road. <laughs> so I just I yeah, love that's the good thing about Twitter. Everyone's very quick. Like, yes, you're, you're, and the memes will pop up like that. And the people to the people. I'm better than Facebook. Facebook it takes like to two the weeks. people that are trying to to sympathize for one twenty one savage mm. saying, "Oh, you guys are making a joke out of this." But he's getting deported. Think about his family. He's going to fucking London. Yeah, all right, let's yeah, relax. Yeah. Like, they can come visit. It's right. not like he's going to get sent back to a third world yeah, country. Exactly. All right, th- he's going to go have tea and crumpets and fish and <laughs> chips. Like, it's it's going to be okay. Like, he, he will yeah, be fine. And it's not like he was the best of guys. I'm pretty, like, he, pretty sure he allegedly killed a guy. I don't know. Oh. Uh, I think so. See, At least he talks right. about it. That's the news. Uh, but, like, we'll it's just, it's there. so fun to me when, like, Rappers get humiliated for like looking soft, like yeah. like when like when Jay Z gets trusted on Twitter now, I freaking love it. Like there's one of him on a jet ski holding on to like his instructor, <laughs> like that. <laughs> Top five Twitter gifts of all time, just like because like these guys try it's, to act tough so and tough they are and tough, but like money same. does make people softer. Yeah, yeah. And like the fact that this guy says he's like from the streets of Atlanta yeah. and he's 21 Savage, he talked about dealing drugs and killing people, which he probably, you know, what I mean, I'm not I saying mean, probably, but he but very well could have done, right? But like he has lyrics oh, saying the streets raise me, London, and like yeah. people are posting <laughs> pictures like the streets of London, like they're they're very well capped. <laughs> Like, like oh that, that is just, that's, good. that's just really freaking funny. Good God. Yeah, um, Twitter, as much as people hate that website, there's also a lot of, a, a lot, lot to love. A lot a of lot funny stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Especially, a, I mean, yeah, like yeah, when. For stuff like this. For stuff like yeah, this. Yeah. Because and, the memes just come out, or the memes. Yeah. Uh, 
Bryce Harper. Was I, yeah, so but, it, it right. went quick. So I guess you want me to round Noah's, off the show? Yeah, Noah's no doubters. This is going to be our kind of final segment of each podcast. Yes. Noah, very, um, very big gambler. Responsible gambler. Responsible, but I would he, say, yes. Um, but I'm very... But he likes to, he likes to play. Big, Nothing wrong with big, that. I big like, fan of the gambling, I yes. am. Um, and you did very poorly. I did. Yesterday. So my picks that I did not bet on did very well. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I gave um, some picks on... Yes. <laughs> to Amir. <laughs> yeah, to Amir. Uh, so yeah, I re- I'll put it this way. <laughs> I read some picks on this website called yinzertommy.com. Yinzertommytakes.com. You should check it out. I, um, I read them, and I was like, man, I agree with these. It's almost like I would have these same exact picks. Those ones went four and one. Nice. And then I had a Super Bowl... Pro- I, I saw a dollars. Super Bowl prop bet on that website as yeah. well. Uh, Page and I think I I think Ginzer Tommy went two and two on the prop bets plus it depends on Gronk if reti- if he retires or yeah, not yeah. so there could be another winning record there yeah. overall very lucrative weekend for Ginzer Tommy good for him happy for him and I I normally bet everything that he says yeah uh, Tommy's an expert Tommy Tommy's uh, a genius Tommy's been hot as of late <laughs> and uh, and as of I I mean I had a really good month of January and I was hoping to carry it into February but I went one and six one and six last night none of my prop bets hit the only thing that I got right was New England minus two and a half well, there you go. Uh, everything else, I almost bet on Edelman to be the MVP, which would have been a great payout. That would have been nice. Um, but everything you else. Been the guy who, I don't know if you saw this story, put what, 100, no, put 250 on the Rams scoring exactly three points, 401 odds made 100 grand. Yeah, I mean, that's. And how much do you think he was sweating with that late Rams missed field goal? Dude, I mean, that's play. like, people who don't like gambling, like stuff see- like that makes the game so much yeah. more fun. Yeah. And that's why I like doing it. It, exactly. it makes it makes if you're responsible. It's, it's, it's like playing to it's watch a movie and you can make money from the movie yeah, at the end of the day. You can't make and you can't make money going to a movie. No, you cannot. Exactly. Alright, so I got some picks for tonight. Uh my first one will start in the NBA and uh, this one is a little bit weird, but I want you to trust me on it. It's some late night NBA action. Okay. So all of you uh, night owls, you can s- stay up late, watch some basketball, probably listen to uh, Marv Albert on TNT, and hear uh, Miami plus seven and a half, seven and a half against the Blazers. Uh, I think the Blazers do win this game. Yeah. They are at home. I, and obviously, you know Miami traveling out west. However, the Heat, the Heat have won me some coin this year. Yes, I feel like they have a good record against the spread. Yes, I have a couple of teams that are very go-to in the NBA. I think the Heat would probably be number three for me behind two other ones, which I will not list. We'll reveal later. Yes, you'll find it out eventually. So I'm going to go Miami Heat plus 7.5 at Portland uh, for no other reason that I think that they've they've just been lucky for me lately. So I'm going to stick with them. And my hockey pick... For tomorrow, I want to make sure this is a hockey game tomorrow as well, so I don't look like a jackass. Yes. All right. I'm going to go with this is another road team. Yes. I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Knights. There you go. Money line plus 150 in Tampa Bay. Now Tampa Bay, you got you got to have some nuts to bet against the Lightning, yeah. especially, especially at home this yep. year. Yep. But here's the thing, Michael Gar. Go for it. Tampa Bay is best known for what? The offense. Oh, I was gonna say exotic dance clubs. Oh, All right, they, they, people people, people know the city of Tampa Bay as the strip club capital of the world, and that's a home that's a home know. ice advantage. I didn't know that. Oh yes, people I know that. Miami. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, Florida there's in general, I but guess. Florida, yeah, Florida, of course. But so 
Tampa Bay is one of those towns where if you're going there in February, you know, the players are looking to have a good time. They're looking to have fun. And that's probably, I wouldn't say it's a goal advantage that Tampa has, but I would say maybe a third of a goal advantage, you know, that home ice. But you know who isn't going to be phased by the party atmosphere? Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden because Knights. They live, they that, live that life. Yeah, they yeah. live in the city yeah. of sin. Yeah. And if anything, it's, it's going down a level. They're stepping down. Exactly. You think Vegas is the place. Exactly. So they're not going to be phased. They're not going to worry about going out. Right. The Vegas, everyone talks about like the Vegas advantage you know, that right. they have. And you're going to see that, especially in the NFL with the Raiders. Yeah. So I think Vegas isn't going to be phased by that. Um, and, you know, I like the experienced goalie, obviously, with Flurry, And uh, that's, that's well, really all I got. Right. So, so, Miami, yeah. so, Miami Heat. Miami, had, Miami Heat plus 7.5. And, and Vegas. Vegas money. Golden Knights. Money line plus 150. Mark it down, baby. That's First all I got. Episode, we're, First episode right, we're in the books. We won't count those awful Super Bowl picks you had. So, we're, we're starting you at zero. Yeah, we're sure. starting you at 0-0 oh oh in this podcast. Zero and zero. I log my picks in so many different places. And then, so you can, we'll check them out. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. All right, cool. Good Uh, stuff, Noah. Thank you. Good talking to you. Good talking to you as well. Uh, Thank you for uh, listening to our first episode. Where can they follow us on Twitter? They can follow us at um, U and O pod. U and O pod on Twitter. It's underpaid and overrated. Yes. And that is too long of a name. So we're going to do U and O pod. All right. U and O, U, the letter U and O pod on Twitter. Uh, and that's all we got. We will be dropping these hopefully on Tuesday and Thursdays for uh, your enjoyment. So until then, we'll see you around next time, folks. Sounds good.